and I'll, and I'll go on record saying when you're dealing with overseeing kids, little children, if somebody's not willing to take a test and a church doesn't want to do that, you have to ask why. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. I'm, my guest today is Pastor Shane Eidelman. He is a pastor in the land of California, mm -hmm. which uh, should come with hazard pay for all yeah. men in ministry mm -hmm. and women. Uh, but we met through a Turning Point USA event, the Passes Conference, and uh, it's been good to see your, I followed your stuff on uh, social media, on Instagram, and it, tell me, first of all, t tell me, what challenges do you mainly face as a pastor in California, not with the government, but just with right. people? Well, we're actually in Los Angeles County, too. So oh, my I'm, goodness. I'm in Los I... Angeles County, uh, northern. It's, it's called Northern Los Angeles County, the tip of L.A. County. So we've got Gascon as our DA. and uh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, lots of stuff. So, you know, a lot of it really came out during the pandemic. Uh, when the churches that closed versus the churches that were open. And I was on a uh, real quick, I think it was a conference call with Jack Hibbs. He texted me and wanted to see when I wanted to open up. And uh, a lot of pastors were on this conference call. And we said, okay, let's just open up. You know, we're, we're two, in, two months into the pandemic. We know the shenanigans, what's going on. It's time to be the church. And that was a defining moment. Mm. That is when you found out what, I don't know. I want. I don't want to say what side people are on, but who's who you know, in the zoo? Who's who in the zoo? Exactly. And so you know, pastors that I got thought we were kind of friends would would actually, you know, chide our church for staying open, so disobeying Romans thirteen, and um, it's almost like they wanted to stay closed as long as they could. And a yeah. lot of those, uh, a lot of those churches suffered. You know, uh, where we grew financially, uh, numbers wise. Not that that matters, but it shows people are hungry for the truth. A lot of these other churches really dis d diminished and people are, are looking now for, to, for pastors to help point them in the right direction. This is the time where we're supposed to shine regardless of the cost. I think so. I, you know, I saw many people that I had respected, read, studied under, uh, or considered friends make decisions that seem so incongruent with what they were teaching over the years or what I believed that they believed. Right. And I remember telling my wife, I go, why are these men losing heart? Why are they, why, where's their courage? Why are they losing courage? And she said something pretty profound to me. My bride goes, honey, I don't believe they ever had it. Right. And now it's just kind of, you know, it's it's like when we've been in situations overseas that required, you know, what you're, whether you're getting shot at or under threat. Uh, my family and I had to hide for a few days from ISIS. You really find out what people are about under 
great stress. I was telling a, a, a friend and a coworker here today, I remember getting jumped many, many years ago, and the guy that I was with ran. Oh, and man. I was like, what in the world? And I had to fight three guys, and uh, he, you know, it was fun, to say the least. But when when stuff happens, when pressure comes, that's what you find out what people, and sometimes it's the most unlikely folks that you maybe didn't even know. You and I didn't know each other before this. Right. And and yet I found myself going, where are the brothers who have got backbone and conviction? Um, but and yeah, lot, what you, yeah. You know, there, Victor, there's a lot to the story too because, or not a lot to the story, but different dynamics. You know, I talked to pastors who were kind of limited by their board. You know, the right. board didn't allow them to, you know, and I've, I've got some thoughts on that, of course, how you can offset that. But then others I would talk to and they said, but Shane, our insurance won't cover us anymore. Like, well, I think the church did fine without insurance for 2000 years. It's not like, you know, and so you have a lot of these different dynamics to me. Here's 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 where the rubber meets the road. The more time I spent with God in his word, praying, fasting, desiring to be filled with the spirit, desperate for more of his presence, the bolder I became. Boldness was a byproduct of that. And so I think what you're also seeing, you're seeing a lot of the fruit of the prayer closet or the lack of prayer in the prayer closet. Uh, when a vessel is struck, what's inside spills out. So to me, it really, uh, it was an eye opener for where pastors are at spiritually speaking. That was what it really showed me. Because if you're, if you're in God's word and you're, re, you're, you're repentant and humble and fully surrendered, a boldness is a byproduct. I, there's just no way around that one. And so <laughs> that was where my heart broke. Folks, are you hearing this? You don't hear this often, especially from pastors. Uh, that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but it's the truth. You, it's you know, it's that scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, He'll heal the land. And uh, I keep calling, uh, both warning and exhorting the church and church leaders to repent. Yeah. Um, and I'm not wagging a finger like. I have the higher moral ground. I'm saying for the sake of the kingdom of God. And believe me, I've had people, you know, tell me, Victor, you want to be judged by the same way you're judging others. And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with people Mm -hmm. saying, Victor, what's up, man? What, why aren't you this or that? And, and, uh, so I'm not up in a, you know, ivory tower. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm definitely on the ground, and I feel and hurt and and another thing now I'll change the subject a little bit is this issue of the abuses that go on in the church, uh, and I'll I'll stay close to what our ministry does a lot with is protecting children, mm-hmm. and in the U.S. there seems to be so many churches that kids get abused sexually or otherwise youth. And then there's a, well, there's a kind of a unwritten rule. You don't tell on other pastors. You don't, ex- you don't say anything because that calls dissension. Let them work that out. But we've got to do better. And I have found that, you know, holding people accountable, at least through social media, it makes non-believers or people mm-hmm. hurt by the church go, wow, okay. So actually, they are trying to do something about it. 
Whereas the average pastor will tell you, you know, don't bring that up. That really is a bad witness for Christ right. and it hurts the church. I'm like, no, no, no. People have to believe that we have integrity at the highest levels in all churches. And um, yeah. so what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I would agree 100%. Actually, uh, children's ministry and nursery is where we take the highest um, the highest view of our helpers, our staff, you know, the questioning them, the volunteering background checks. But I just saw your post and it got me thinking for polygraph testing. I had never thought yeah. about that before. And, you know, it's I looked into it's about $300 for them to come yep. and, and do that. And uh, I think that's Good something to look you, into, man. you know, because you. What, there's nothing to be scared of. Um, right. You know, I mean, it's all in the questioning. It's how you, you question sure. people and. Sure. And, uh, but I think it, our kids are the most vulnerable. They need to be the most protected. So I actually got an email going out um, actually this week because of that post to say, hey, what are you guys' thoughts on this? What, why wouldn't we? Um, hey, hey, but hey, to answer your why, question, uh, uh, to answer your question, and, I, and I'll go on record saying when you're dealing with overseeing kids, little children, if somebody's not willing to take a test and a church doesn't want to do that, you have to ask why. What, what, what's, I mean, we should be, yes, polygraph, whoever wants to go help with kids. Well, we won't have enough helpers and we'll then have the kids come in the service. We, there you go. Thank, you know, we, we, I, we, we don't need to, we don't need brother, to. Brother, yeah. I, I, I knew that bald head of yours was yeah. more than just ruggedness. You yeah, got yeah. a backbone and you believe it, it, it's not that hard, is it? Um, no, I get, and, and, and well, let me t answer your question. Um, I think, no, the church has to be, and we actually have head of our security is a formal, uh, former uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff who used to oversee security at, at a college. And so we bring everything up. We'd rather give them right. too much information like, hey, this came up. What do you, what, how do you want to deal with this? Do you notify the parents? Let's get it all out there. That has to be the approach. And when it comes to this type of issue, it can't be, well, no, let's have them deal with it. Let's keep it internally with the church. That's not biblical. Actually, it's good no. to why to say, hey, here's what we're dealing with. Let's bring it out. And it, it removes it. Actually, unbelievers and people watching us will actually have more respect because you're not trying to hide or cover anything. Uh, so right. I think it's important to, to bring out as, as now granted, you don't I mean, you have to be careful on, you know, depending on the topic, you don't have to bring everything in front of the whole church right. committee or, right. you know, it's like using wisdom and, and, and discernment. But I think I, I love all of that. We, that's the reason we're in the, the situation we're in the Southern Baptist convention. I remember, you know, other church movements is they want to keep it all internally. But when you do that, it's going to self implode. It's, it's going to come yeah. back and, and bite you in the butt. And there's biases. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to protect the name. You know, I'm more of the Calvary Chapel tribe, and and I've been like, hey, guys, y'all got to do this better. And I've gotten pushback from some, and and I remember one, one guy told me, he said, Victor, you, you really can't. Pastors are never going to agree to use a polygraph because they'll be concerned that maybe the board will want to use a polygraph on them. I said, well, look. As long as these, as long as a few questions are defined, right? Not it's not a probe into your personal, private life of whatever, but it's just like you know, hey, um, and 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 I think well, you could ask, you, yeah, you yeah. could ask, uh, is there any reason why we should not allow you to serve in children's ministry? Right. You know, have, have you been forthright up front with us in your application? You know, just just right. some basic, and if you get, you know, you get some. 
you get some trigger marks in there. Plus, you're going to see if somebody's not willing to take a polygraph, show them the questions. Hey, here's all we're going to ask. Are you? And they're not willing to do that. I don't think I want them serving. No, I mean, and to, that's to exactly that, that's a it's a preventative tool more than it is uh, anything else. Because right. somebody applying and wanting to work with kids, I mean, let's be honest as a church, as a Western church, we're soft targets. We're just starting to harden up a little bit with security. Yeah. But, uh, you know, protecting kids. So here's what I tell folks. A, a background check, that only catches somebody and stops and alerts us if they've had problems. But if right. you have a, a 25-year-old that wants to work with the youth, uh, but he has a sexual attraction to young people, it, it, that will come out on a polygraph. Just like, right. hey, are you sexually attracted to, you know, and, and again, I, I think that we owe it to kids because I'm dealing with so many people, you know, uh, we just did a sting operation with Homeland Security, our organization, our ministry did. Right. Uh, and it was, it was so sad to hear about a pastor who drove up to a hotel in the church van mm-hmm. to have sex with a 14-year-old. Right. And it's like, uh, so yeah, I, I always say, why are you pushing back on me to people? Uh, or they're like, Hey, you shouldn't expose. It's like, well, they expose themselves. Yeah. You know, I'm just putting it in front. So people, hopefully it warns people. Well, here's the thing too, Victor, is that these people, they're creating this, uh, perverted environment and we're simply responding to it. So yep. why should we feel guilty or wrong when we're having we're having to respond to this environment they created? Yeah. We didn't create it, you know. It, it's 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 what they did. I, um, I mean, it's it's harder to work in the special operations world than it is the ministry, and yeah, all, all. And I don't know what happened to the gift of discernment, but uh, there's a lot of folks, even charismatic types, that they just don't got it, regardless of what they say, and. Yeah. I, I think we would do better if we walk humbly before the Lord and took time to say, wow, you know, uh, you, you want to work with the children's ministry? That's great. You need to be here for X amount of time. Uh, yeah. We'll do a background check, but we also do a poly, and we make sure there's no type of perversion or right. leanings that would uh, jeopardize our children. You watch well, you know the what? number of people that withdraw from that. Oh, well, you just made a great point, made me think of this further. You actually maybe don't have to come up with other questions because on our application, you know, do you struggle with same-sex attraction? Right. And if you just if you just go through the polygraph, is there anything on here you weren't upfront about or that you were misleading? Right. You're just holding them accountable to that. Now, <clears throat> let's throw this in here. How much more comfortable are parents going to feel? Thank you. With your, with your children's ministry. Uh, Thank uh, you. My goodness. Like right? these people care about the. Now, if something falls through the cracks, I mean, it's it's impossible to be perfect. You know that. I mean, 100% but at least, at least you've done your due diligence uh, in your right. area, you know. Well, so I'm looking into I, it. I already got the price on it. Man, I, 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 am, I am so thankful because what I've stopped trying to do is influence organizations. Right, because they've already told me, you know, hey, we're we're not going to do this from a, an organizational stand. I said, fine, you know, I get it. Uh, and like somebody told me, there's way too many dead bodies 
and these guys don't want to have to deal with any of it. But the individual pastor, he's the one that can decide. And, uh, yeah, and I interviewed a guy in Phoenix, um, and immediately he texts me. He says, hey, can I get more information on that polygraph? I want to start that at my church. So it's it's the pastors who don't want to do it because they're scared that they may have to sit down and answer a few questions. And I'm like, dude, okay, if you struggle with porn— that you know, that's a that's a private sin that right. you got to deal with, uh, and at least have enough, you know, man up enough to find somebody to help you, right, y- right. you know. Uh, and I don't think churches should be kicking guys out because they struggle with, you know, lust like that. Uh, but they should be honest and made accountable. Uh, but again, look at it's the profession of ministry. Pastors should walk. You know, yeah. above the norm. For you sure, know, yeah. Uh, I, I spoke Saturday in North Carolina, and we were backstage. We were all laughing about how, literally, this may freak some people out, but they, some of these cool churches, cool pastors, the hips, hipsters, mm-hmm. they would be drinking before they went on platform. Yeah, yeah. And it's backstage, and everybody's cool with it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we do. It's like, what? What what in the what in the world? So yeah, alcohol is being abused even more and more in in the circles. I even saw you know when when I saw Carl Lentz pictures with Justin Bieber a year and a half ago. I told oh, my yeah. friend you know he's he's gonna he's not gonna make it. You can't no way. you can't keep your you've got to be the distinction, the difference maker. Um, and if you, you you expect the spirit of God to speak boldly through you after being you know having some spirits, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be gravely mistaken. And so. It's kind of the new thing, uh, you know, in some circles, make your own alcohol. You know, you can have it now and then, wine tasting at Bible study. And it's a very delicate line because yep. maybe a few people can enjoy a cup over yeah. the course of an hour. Right. But the majority right. of people, you know, if I have a strong IPA on an empty stomach, I'm feeling that. I mean, there's just oh, no yeah. way around it. Give me a break. And yeah. so, I, you know, you're, you're just walking a very, very dangerous line. You know? And, and you know, like I have friends from Greece and other places, other countries in the world. Where oh, Christians, they do it often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're drinking wine, but they're not getting hammered. It's not an right. excuse or justification uh, for coolness. Uh, right. uh, now there are people listening right now going, "Wow, Victor, it's kind of heavy." Y'all talking about heavy stuff right now? Yeah. Well, it, it's two men in ministry that care about the church and people. And Shane, I know by your resources and the position you take, uh, you actually believe that we as Christians should hold the line on some non-negotiables. What would some of those be to you? Well, whatever the Bible defines as a non-negotiable. So as, as the church in these, you know, it's funny here, here's what I think people miss when it comes to truth you've got to be able to balance grace and love with holiness and righteousness. And you, you probably didn't catch it, but during my panel at T- Turning Point USA, I said to the pastors, I said, you've got to have a great balance of Victor Marks and Raul Reese. <laughs> that's, no, that's great. Is, uh, isn't that true? I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah. if you're just a Bible guy beating people up, you're going to hurt a lot of people. But if you're just, yeah. uh, I don't want to offend, I don't want to upset, you're not, 
I mean, give me a break, you know? So you have to find that, that balance of boldness and love and mercy, but it goes back to being broken before God in the prayer closet, broken, humble, filled with the spirit of God. So out of that comes this boldness. And that's when you're going to stand for, hey, we, we can't go anywhere with this area of gay marriage. We can't endorse it. We can't get behind it. We can't support it. We love you, people who struggle, but I will right. fight the agenda until the day I die. Right. Same thing with the LGBTQ pushing transgenders library storybook hour in, in L.A. County here. Hey. Guys, this is not acceptable. This is a form of child abuse and, and the books that are being allowed in some of the libraries at the school. And so, uh, of course, as a Christian, Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life. It's non-negotiable. There's no other way. The inerrancy of Scripture. And you, and you stand on those essentials. And that's where boldness comes from, is, is standing on what God's Word stands on, the essentials of the belief, what the morality uh, mor- moral morality has never changed. You know, the ceremonial laws, the dietary laws, but the moral laws that God has given have never changed. And this is, to me, this is when the church, well, you know, but many people don't know, the pulpit used to set the tone of our nation. Right. The pulpit used to preach on politics. The pulpit right. used to say, this is wrong. They would put it in the, in the, in the press and in the paper. This is Jonathan Edwards' sermon. This is right. what Spurgeon wrote. And, this, and it used to set the, the cultural tone, the spiritual condition of our nation came oh, from the pulpit. And we have so given good. up. We have given up our biblical mandate, and now nobody wants to offend. Nobody wants to upset. We don't want to. I just want to build a large audience. I don't care how many Twitter followers you have. You better right. have the spirit of God in you, and you you hold it. And you can love me by love you, but I, I will not allow this ungodless agenda uh, to take us out. You know, and so yeah. and then you've got God on your side because God yeah. resists the proud. And I believe me, those who are quiet, passive pastors are prideful and arrogant. And God they resists are. Those, I'll agree. Absolutely. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. How can, you know, I'll just use this example. Barely graduate high school, me, 1.8 GPA, dyslexia, learning disability. Farms, my dad came from the farms of Oklahoma, worked in construction, worked my my tush off, digging ditches, running heavy equipment. And, and I just cried out to God in 2008, God, give me a voice and I'll do it. I, I'm digging ditches and I'm crying out uh-huh. to God. And God says, that's someone I can use. Now, you know, the sermons are picked up nationally, 80 different radio stations, the Christian Post, the articles. And again, God gets all the glory. I hope uh, pe- oh, right. people don't of understand. Course. I, you know, I'm not saying, look at what I've done. It's like, look what God does through humble vessels broken before him saying, Lord, use me like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lord, use me. And that's, that's what we need. That's where boldness comes from. I've learned that God loves to show off through Absolutely. people's lives. And he's showing off. I mean, yeah. how am I writing books, 12 books? <laughs> and I can't even, I, if I don't have an editor, it's, it's, it's messy. It's uh, my yeah. spelling, my grammar, uh, you know, it's just, but it's God working through chosen uh, people, humbled, humbled, and, yeah. and, want, and submitting to his work. I tell folks, hey, look, somebody asked me the other day in an interview, uh, they go, how would you describe yourself? I went, oh, um, hmm. an ordinary guy that's been able to do extraordinary things because of God's favor. Absolutely. I, I don't, there's, I mean, this morning I was on the phone with Iraq and Syria. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and teams doing great things. I'm going, gosh, Lord. That's why it, I want to get you up on yeah. here. Um, Idleman Unplugged soon, and we'll talk. I want to talk about your ministry. It's so 
I'm, what you're doing is just amazing with rescuing the children and all that, and we want to get that out there too. So oh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. It's You know, I find that it's sometimes easier to be a Christian, Shane, uh, in other places that are really dark because oh yeah you, you have to you don't yeah you don't feel the pressure of like yeah. image maintenance or which i yeah. i just don't have the energy for you know it's and maybe to maybe you know my wife sometimes like hey honey you know yeah <laughs> it, it just a little little bit i'm like well I'm, I, I i find the older i get the more the less patience i have with certain people but specifically kind of ministry ministry-minded yeah. who are coming against me. Uh, there's been a couple of articles lately. So I just text the guy. I got his number. I was like, hey, man, you're a pastor. Uh, you said these things. Uh, not not completely true. How about I come to your church Sunday and we visit? No answer. He, he didn't want to talk to me. And I'm like, well, no. Nah, you know nah, why, yeah. Victor, too, the truth. Anytime you have the truth, it will invite scrutiny. But when you have air, air runs from the truth. So that's why these, a lot of these, you know, quiet, passive pastors, I, I, I've, I've tried many times, hey, let's sit down. Let's, let me hear where you're coming from. Let's hear, let's let America hear. I reached out to Anne Lee Stanley. I've reached out to a lot of these, I've got connections that know these people. Nobody wants to, wait a minute, if you have the truth and your way is the right way, wouldn't you want to lovingly let people know, but see the truth invite scrutiny? It wants yeah. to, let's dialogue. Let's talk about this. The air runs from it and passivity does not like to be challenged. Right. And I actually like the one thing you, you talked about in Turning Point USA that really, really hit home um, was when you said pastors come up to you and say, hey, brother, you know, it's just, it, it's all about the gospel. You know, you, you know, it, it, are you I, preaching I, the are gospel? You making, are you, you make, yeah. making sure you're talking about the gospel, almost like discrediting what you're doing? Oh, I, yeah. I don't remember exactly what you said, but yeah. it was like. Yeah, it's, it's, it just takes a little bit more boldness than what you already have or something like that. I don't yeah. know what the other thing, but that was that was so true. You know, and they, yeah. they downplay it, and it's, it's they sad, do. really. It's sad. There's two things in that area is people saying, oh, you're preaching the gospel overseas, and I go, I've been reduced to living it. So yeah. that's one. The second thing is, you know, this, this, uh, this idea of standing up for what's right culturally in the face of opposition, I go, it takes courage to— share the gospel here and preach it as a pastor. It just takes a little bit more courage, uh, like just a little add-on, yeah. uh, just to stand for what's right. And and again, a lot of it a lot of it is, I think, if guys are just honest. That's why I've liked martial arts and whatnot. The yeah. mat never lies, right? It's true. It's dude, all right, get the gloves on or get on the mat or on the range, you know, shoot and we'll, we'll see. If, is it operator error or is it that weapon? And guys tend to, I find guys who are a lot more honest with themselves in whatever profession and always looking to get better, they're a lot more comfortable in their skin. There's not oh, this, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. you, you know, you, it's who you, I am. You, can, yeah. you can tell right off the bat, you ain't trying to prove nothing. This is who you are. Um, and we want young men to, mm. to, to see us as real models just not role models yeah. uh because again the older i get the more acutely i am aware of my uh, the the levels of effectiveness and limitations uh yeah. compared to these younger guys coming up they have a whole life in front of them 
I'm like, come on, man. We, we need you to stand up now. We, yeah. you know, I spoke to a high school not long ago. I was like, you guys, it's y'all. We don't have anybody else. Nobody else is coming. Mm-hmm. Y'all are the next generation. Start developing character, a moral code. Uh, stand for what's right uh, and be dangerous, gentlemen. But <laughs> we could go on and on because I just I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, it's I, great. I, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to come on your uh, your program and we'll visit and I'll share more about what we're doing. Uh, but what what are some final words that you'd have toward any? Because I have to ask you two questions. But toward uh, Christians who are a little bit discouraged right now with the election, right? Um, uh, and pastors who are going. Uh, Victor, uh, I'm just kind of struggling, and I I want to be more bold. What would you What would you say to those two groups of people? The first, the to the pastors, and and that's why I actually had a, had this one over here. Uh, pastors unplugged for that very reason to equip and encourage pastors. So we just started that podcast as well. Been getting a lot of great feedback. How do How do people the, find that? How do pastors uh, find that? Just it's it's on all the different you know Spotify, iTunes, Podbeam. It's called okay, pastors, pastors. Pastors unplugged. Pastors okay, unplugged. And then mine is Idleman unplugged. And so it's it's two different topics. But pastors um, have have got to start um, basically getting back to the prayer closet, you know, removing their, their busy schedule, some things, TikTok, media, Instagram. And Lord, what are you saying to me every day through your word, time alone, worshiping, praying, getting that time in that that intimacy with Christ and with the filling of the Holy Spirit? Out do they of have that, to pull? Wait, do they have to pull out a harp? I just want to clarify. Nope. Nope. No, no harp needed no for this. No okay. Harps needed. Right. You can even have your strong coffee and your Bible open in front of you, but uh, okay. just, just, just time seeking the heart of God, repentant, humbling themselves. What is, what does God's word say? Because when I, when I start to read Isaiah, Jeremiah, I get fired up and that yeah. might be a proof text for my, 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 my sermon or Jesus's words. And the, see what we have to do is saturate their mind back in the word of God. And so to those who don't want to be political, I encourage them, don't be political, get into God's word, ask for the spirit of boldness, ask for the Holy Spirit to to, to use you in profound and powerful ways and let God do what he's going to do. And trust me, you're going to become a lot bolder. But then those who are coming discouraged, and that's what I deal with a lot too, is is especially the younger, you know, they're... They, they have a lot of hope in the political system, and, and I love the political system. I think we need to be involved. Clearly, look around. Leadership matters. But yep. I think, personally, I think God is humbling America. You know, we're angry, but are we humble? <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're upset. We're That's upset. the quote of the day. We're upset, we're angry, but are we but broken? Are we oh, man, I love this. Yeah. We're, we're upset, but are we broken? I mean, are, we got good. angry tirades, but okay. But are you are you are you on fire for God? I mean, so oh, I think man. God's just just you know c- getting the church ready. So encouragement. The only way to find encouragement is getting back into God's word, because that's why I said I'm in Los Angeles County in California. So we, you know, if anybody should be discouraged, I, we lost over 200 people moving out of California from our church in the last two years. <laughs> two hundred people, if you count their you know their spouse and, wow. and stuff. And so just all my family's gone, a lot of friends, deacons, elders, you know, we're out of here, but God's brought in a lot of new people as well. And, you know, not to say, you know, the old people, the older people weren't hungry for God. They're all where they just, you know, felt compelled to leave. Right. Um, 
And so I went through a season of being very discouraged. But yeah. again, back back in God's word, what does God's word say? Oh, that's right. We might actually go through persecution. We might actually not be the majority. But me plus God is the majority. So that pastor plus God, that's the majority. So you, you don't have to get discouraged. Our hope isn't in. And here, you know, Trump just announced last night, as you know, uh, which I, I, I knew was coming for a while, which some of us, you know, obviously know that he's not going to be able to stand down and then DeSantis. And so now you've got all this. I just don't want, I don't want people to get so focused on that, that they right. forget their primary calling is to stay humble and filled, filled with God's spirit. I, I man, I agree. And, and, you know, on that note, I, this is, this is what I've said to folks. If God leads you to leave a state or an area or a city or County to go somewhere else for your family, do it, follow yes. him. There's faith that's required, Absolutely. new jobs, all that. You go get it. But I tell pastors, you better really make sure God's telling you to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because for me, and maybe it's because I'm, you know, I thrive in conflict on some ways, you know, I get a little bit more lit. Yeah. Is man, it's a great day to be a pastor or a person in ministry in areas mm -hmm. of darkness. You tell those those people leaving, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Go yeah. get it wherever God's, you know, that's a new harvest field for you. I'm staying right here no matter what happens to feed the flock if it's yeah. 10, if I'm back to digging ditches because I'm yeah. surrounded by a lot of darkness. And again, for me, I'll tell folks, it, you know, I'm not a lighthouse. I just feel like a spark in some of the places I go. But it's so dark. They're like, wow. Wow, you and I'm like, yeah, it's easy when you're just surrounded by darkness. Or I think about Chesty Puller. Uh, you know, I served in the Marine Corps, and he was a well-known leader. And uh, in Korea, they were surrounded by the enemy, and 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 a younger officer came up to him and said, "Sir, we're surrounded on all sides. There's not a way out." You know, mm -hmm. and the, the 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 officer was getting a little nervous. Chesty Puller looked at him and said, "Well, the enemy has made our job easier." simplified everything we can shoot in any direction and hit them true, and i true. think i think as a christian that's that's a great way obviously spiritually speaking the enemy starts surrounding you don't mm -hmm. it, we over we overcome evil with god's love and his power and goodness but you keep saying the word you keep saying the word it's uh and it does matter but yeah. i will say this for pastors don't let the word be your escape Right. For faith and action. Yep. Because uh, some guys are so, I mean, they're like, oh, they're the best. I had a guy tell me one time, Shane, I I went and spoke at an event for him for some men. And uh, a bunch of bunch of guys got saved, right? Yeah. Uh, it was pretty, pretty cool. I was like, wow, Lord, that was cool. And then this pastor takes me aside. He goes, I think you should use more scripture when you preach next time, Victor. And I said, well, I'm an evangelist, so you know, wow. you go ahead and you expound. But I, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what the Lord just did. So pastors, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, there's different callings, you know, yeah. I mean, how how you handle it, how you, you know, that to me that sounds like someone with a critical heart. Um, but you made a great point. I definitely don't want people to, especially people who watch this that might know me, if they moved out of California. I think if you've got, you know, your family and your kids, and you can go to a place that's conservative and keep your job. I mean, how do I know I wouldn't do the same thing in that situation? But as a pastor, 
you know, we also just bought a couple of radio stations here in L.A. County. So now I've got to steward the radio stations. We've got right. 20, we got radio. We've got church. We've got people darkness into light. We've got so much we're doing here that, I love um, it. you know, it, it depends on your situation for sure. And, and, and can I say this just, uh, folks, if you have a pastor like Shane who's staying in a very hard area being a light, don't cut off the support because you're not going there anymore. Look at them as still a missionary ministry because funds matter. And you and I are not the type that beg for money. We're not. But I'm saying look at the strategic value of advancing the kingdom in a place of darkness. So don't think you're going somewhere else. Just re- remember re- re- remember, uh, Pastor Shane uh, and, and any church that you leave if they're solid and doing the deal. That's the key. At, I have two questions. <laughs> Fire away. I, I ask every guest. So uh, the first one's based on perception. So there's no wrong answer. It's just perception. That's how most people make decisions. And Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is what I think. But what is your perception of me and the ministry that I have? Uh, I didn't know too much about it until Turning Point USA. And yeah. uh, I, when you gave that, uh, the talk to the pastors, it really resonated with me. And I thought it was, for me, it was, um, I don't know, even know what the right word, it encouraged more boldness because, yeah. you know, you've got, you've got, that's why I said the Victor Marks and the Raul Reese, you know, pastors, you got to find that balance. So we saw, here's the Victor Marks, here's to stand up for what, what is right, you know, going into Syria, Iraq. I mean, you probably laugh at the persecution we have here or, per, you know, pastors yeah. saying, oh, it's getting difficult. Hey, take a trip to Syria where you could yeah. literally, <laughs> you know, very easily. Uh, and so yeah, I just, yeah. uh, from, from, from watching now a lot of the videos and the work that's being done, um, you know, I've got a, you know, the first impression was great. Second, third impression is great, but you've got a different calling. I mean, you get away with stuff yeah. and saying stuff and doing stuff that I couldn't as a pastor. Uh, uh, totally. I, you know, I, totally. I just, I got it. Oh, and I like your wife's, um, uh, focus on health and fitness and fasting and yeah. uh, nutrition. So I've got a, well, I've got a background in that. I used to run 24 hour fitness centers. I was a corporate manager no uh, for kidding. 24 hour fitness. So, uh, God wow. used that now to be able to run, you know, employees and profit and loss statements and expenditures and business and, and EEO and sexual harassment, uh, things like that. It, so, cause a yeah, church awesome. is a lot of work as a senior oh, it's, pastor. It's, there's no, you know, running a business and corporation, uh, versus a church, you know, uh, is there's not a lot of, you know, how you treat people, how it's, you let people yeah. go, how you handle the budgeting. Uh, but you know, I've it's all real more. work. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I looking at the ministry from the inside out, uh, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Those are, those are kind words. And you know, here's the last thing we, we all die speaking of death, you know, yeah. um, and and look at the video Dave Eubank sent me this morning. I I laughed and put such a smile on my face. He sends me a video from Syria, and he goes, uh, "Victor, the vehicle you loaned us oh, is still going." Yeah, yeah. And and I was just I don't know. I just laughed my head off because I know how much it's been <clears throat> shot up. But we're, we're all gonna die, um, and I think when a person is okay with understanding that God controls that, uh, then you, you do get more bold. It's like, well, cause you don't move in fear, but faith rather. Uh, but for you, what happens 
to to shame when you die, when you close your eyes for the last minute, and why do you believe it? You got to back it up on the why. Okay, before I get to that, let me something I want to finish up on that even maybe this might be good advice for your ministry and other pastors too is I I I don't do it very often. I rarely read the comments anymore. Um, I ne- I say what I need to say, and I don't let the negative well, Nellies or judgmental Jerry's. That's good. Uh, you know, I who, who I don't I haven't read thousands of comments in the last month. Um, you just say, you know, because you know what needs good. to be said. Hey, I, here's what I think needs to happen with polygraphs. You don't need to spend two hours answering the people who might be trolls who could care right. less what you're. They're not even teachable. They're not even. That's humble. really good advice, people. And so I, I just, man, that has that has just gave me so much more freedom. Boom. Here's what I say. I don't need to respond to the. You know, I've right. got my close circle, of course, right. elders, and, right. but I don't. I don't need to know what all these people are, are commenting and trying to respond and trying to answer just right. And they might have a critical heart. They're just trying to wear me out. And it yeah. was, it's been, I haven't done it's, it's been two years now and it's been one of the most refreshing things I've ever done. That's really, that's why I got a staff to help oversee yeah. in a team. Well, we've got like close to a million followers on all our platforms. Yeah, I know you can't even, you, we, it's just like, ugh. Because it yeah. will, it'll fry you. It'll, it, it will. Oh, absolutely. So, man, but people to answer listen. Your question, yeah. yeah, to answer your question, um, I came back to the Lord at age 29. God broke me and humbled me. And uh, just the prodigal son came home. It was really the, the, the classic story. Mm. Ran back to God, fully surrendered my life. And I was just in, in filled with the spirit, and boldness and love and joy and peace, a love for his word. And so from that moment, I've never really feared dying because you know, uh, where you're going, you know, you know, you're a creator, you know, you keep short account of sin, you know, you don't want to be fake, you want to be real with him. And so um, I'm I'm really not concerned. So I think the closer you draw to God, and that deeper the relationship is, the less you fear death. But the further you drift from him, and you start going outside of his will, not living for him, and maybe become carnal and lukewarm or quenching and grieving the spirit, the more you feel death, and, and worried yeah. about it and fearful. Uh, now, I'm, I'm, cons- I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how I would die. Like, I don't want to deal with cancer for a year, you know, but I think as bold as I am, you know, I've prepared my family, you know, for martyrdom. There could be, you know, and we have active shooter training every uh, twice a year and, uh, and how we're going to handle that and things. So, but I I think that you're just prepared. It's hard to really say, you know, if you're, if you're doing well spiritually and you have that strong relationship with God, uh, you're prepared. Doesn't mean so that, you know you don't struggle with fear, but it's 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 you're ready. So the key is to have a relationship with God. I had, I had Eric Metaxas on there a few days ago, and and he was just encouraging people call, call out to God. I yeah. mean, seek Him with all your heart. He he won't you know you won't miss Him. I guarantee you. And if people, some people like when COVID hit, you know, everybody's talking about fear. I finally said some people need to be afraid yeah, because absolutely. they may die without Christ. And for us, according to what we believe in the Bible, uh, there's no assurance of your, your eternity. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So uh, there are people listening right now, Pastor Shane, and they're like, I like this dude. He sounds like a normal dude, but he knows the Bible. How mm-hmm. can they, and believe me, because we have so many listeners and followers there are people everywhere that don't have a good church. Can they follow you online or watch your services or feel part of your church? How can they yeah. do that? I mean, the best place is probably shaneidelman.com. 
That's right. How do you spell Eidelman? I I D L E. So it's I D L E M A N. ShaneEidelman.com. It's got the. I've, I've been on Fox News about half a dozen times. Articles. Everything is there. But then if you go to Westside Christian Fellowship, WestsideChristianFellowship.org, all the sermons are there. Plus, all of my books are there as free downloads. So people wow. can download from revival, from fasting, from uh, salvation, from uh, uh, everything I've written up upon. All the books are downloadable as free downloads at WestsideChristianFellowship.org, the church website. Folks, That's take advantage of this, please. Free resources. You got, you got sermons. You can go to his website. Don't forget this. Don't just go, oh, that was a good podcast. We want you to grow. We want you to be encouraged. Right. And and I'll ask one favor of you. It's a big ask, but I'm going to ask That's it. That's okay. We can Will you it. please remember me and my wife and our our family and ministry in your prayers? Just if God puts you on the heart, would you just pray for us? Yep. Ever since San Diego, I've been doing it. So absolutely man, a good confirmation. You know what? You Thank know. you. Uh, it, it matters, especially when my wife gets lippy. You know, yeah, it's yeah. I need... I'm not afraid of her, but is that door shut? I don't want her to yeah. hear me. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm the man of the house. You brought me coffee. Okay, you I'm a little afraid. You I'm a little it, afraid. Yeah. No, we, we love prayer. We, we On Facebook, we have over 10,000 people in our prayer group. But I, you've talked about spending time with the Lord, and, and I know you do. And I, Folks, I'll just tell you, you can be a truck driver. Heading down I-25, if God puts you on a heart, if you list your pocket, just offer a little prayer because it, th- that is the secret to the battle. It's the unseen war that is yes. won. And then we see the manifestation in the physical. I love telling this story. And my wife's an intercessor. If it wasn't for her praying, oh, yeah. I mean, because, uh, you know, I like my prayer this morning was like, Lord, Thank you for another day. I I just make you the Lord of my life today. Convict me of sin. Hmm. And Lord, you know, I want to follow you. Show me what you want me to do. I talk to him like that, you know. Sometimes I'll get uh, I'll get into the word. I'll go, oh, my wife will text me because she's already been mm-hmm. in the word and praying because right. she, she does give me coffee every day. At night, a lot of times I'll lay in bed. And I'll just commune with the Lord. Once everybody's asleep, and I say, Lord, did I follow you today the way you wanted me to do? Hmm. Did I, I mean, did, 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 you know, did I get out of the boat when you when you wanted me to, or did I stay in? You know, I, I feel this nearness to me. And and the best thing I I love because I love the Word. I studied it and taught it for years, and it's in me. And I'll listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll listen. Uh, to the Bible on an app right. and mow my lawn or go wh- whatever. I just love, and I'll go, gosh, I forgot it said that. But I I feel like God's spirit speaks to me, prompts me about things. Absolutely. And, and th- that's a, you get addicted to that, don't you, Shane? Yeah, You're like, yeah, whoa. You when, and wow. that's why the the word is so important because the word confirms, you know, was that me or was that the spirit of God? Because I right. trust God. I don't trust Shane Eidelman. And right. so you have the word 
as the grounding, you know, as you're driving, believe it or not, my, my, my seminary was a John Deere backhoe. I was in closed cab and I listened to 3000 hours of systematic theology. Who'd you listen uh, to? Well, I I listened everyone from, you know, Chuck Smith. I listened to all, all his cassette, that 500 cassette version. I I did too. Uh, John MacArthur. Alistair Bay, John MacArthur, uh, D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. I don't of know course. if you've heard of that. Yeah, of theologian course. And, uh, G. Campbell this, Morgan. G. Campbell Morgan. Yeah, a lot of the solid Ironside, guys. Ironside. So yeah. I, I, loved, <laughs> I love sound doctrine, but I think what a lot of these guys are missing is the power of the Spirit. Yes. You've you got to have yes. both. That's, that's, I mean, if you're just Bible thumping theology and it's, it's, it's the Father, the Son, the Holy Word, and we're too worried about, the, you know, we don't right. want something weird to happen. It's funny. I'll, I'll, well, I don't hope it's okay to say these things, but I'll, I'll hear yeah, yeah, of course. like John MacArthur quote Jonathan Edwards, but he doesn't quote the things that <laughs> happened, the things that happened at the first right. great awakening. Right. Or right. Whitfield or Spurgeon or I love revivals. I think that's yeah. our only hope. You know, that's a whole nother topic on a spiritual I, awakening I, is America's only hope, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had a couple of posts, you know, uh, about MacArthur on some things. Uh, and, and you know, and people are like, oh, you shouldn't come. He's one of our best Bible teachers. I said, I know, but no one can be beyond, you know, yeah. being held accountable on some things. But as a Bible teacher, I'll never forget. I listened to all of his tapes. Yeah, and uh, I remember him saying, "I was going to say this because it's in my notes, but I'm, I think I'm supposed to say this." And he never credited the Holy Spirit for it. Nope. I kind of mm-hmm. laughed. I was yeah. like, John, that was just it. But folks, we, you're just hearing from two men uh, who run in our lanes that God's called us to. Uh, there's mm-hmm. nothing special about people in ministry, uh, and it, it, you, we're we're just called to that, just like you're called to, you know, be on a tractor, or drive yeah. a truck, or be a, a housewife, or a teacher, mom, or a police officer, whatever it is. That's the joy you get to walk with the Lord, and. Um, and pastors, we want to encourage you to hold the line, to stand fast, and to, uh, again, pastors, don't be so full of pride that you can't download messages from a pastor like Shane and be encouraged and draw. It's it's important. Well, look, mm-hmm. we've we've gone way beyond, and okay. I it love it. it. Yeah, I it I it. absolutely love it. This was this was a great. This was a great time. You guys, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, as always, do it for the glory of God. There's such satisfaction in that. And when persecution does come at a different level uh, here in the U.S., and I'm pretty sure it's coming, uh, be prepared. You'll be prepared, equipped by walking with the Lord so that you're not knocked off your rocker. You just go, Lord, what a joy it is. Uh, to to suffer on any level, whether personally or corporately as a church. But guys, we love you, and until next time, God bless you, and stay the course. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.